I don't no, know. He's, I'm laughing. He said Pan- National Panda Day. I'm still laughing. It's National Panda Day. Right, but it came it came in like way after he said it. All right, whatever. And welcome to another episode of the Nice Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. Oh my God, there's a delay. Hello? And I'm having audio problems. And Shane Manila. Hi, uh, there's no delay here. We're going <laughs> to kick Jeremy out. He's frozen again. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much Jeremy's going to be here with us tonight, but we're going to have a show. Um, oh, my God. Episode 272. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. We're literally 14 minutes into recording this and we finally got him working right. And then right as we start, we lost him again. But hey, listen, we got a ton of stuff to talk about. I'm sure he'll pop back in, but it's been free agency this week. We have so much stuff going on. So just why don't we just go right into that? And if Jeremy pops in, he pops in. Um, Be a special guest tonight. (laughs) But before we start, tell everybody who brought, is it news or is it the whole show is news? So I mean, it's all just free agency news and well, we didn't talk about the combine because you guys uh, were unable to do a show with me last week. So I and then I just rambled on and did a show by myself uh, <laughs> for patrons, uh, where I just talked about the Justin Fields or not Justin Fields, excuse me, the Bears trading the uh, first uh, first overall pick and getting back the uh, what do you call that the number nine pick and DJ Moore plus uh, future goodies. Yeah, I saw you traded away DJ Moore in a couple leagues. I did trade DJ Moore in at least one league this week. Uh, um, I was trying to trade for him in another, but yeah, I traded uh, traded him away in one league. It's a league that uh, I, I I don't know what I did in the HQ leagues. Um, <laughs> HQ one and HQ six, the bookends. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm happy about where I am with those teams. Uh, HQ two. Three, four, and five. Uh, <laughs> there's there's some work that needs to be done. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I, I've definitely been making moves and sending out offers in all those leagues. It's funny. I have the same. But yeah, you said you game more. I have the same thing. I, I I'm happy with my teams in one and six, and then the middle ones I'm kind of like all over the place. Except for three, you convinced me to gut it and get a lot of picks. So I'm excited to have all those picks in three. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, one of, in one of the in one of those leagues, not one, not one or six. I think it's HQ five. I think I have Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson. Uh huh. So I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so, so we have a lot of free agency news. Yeah, I was at a convention last weekend. So, how long was the patron show Definitely you did by yourself? Five. How long was that show you did? Uh, by Seventeen minutes. Awesome. Seventeen minutes and forty seconds. And uh, while I was doing the show, I got distracted. Um, <laughs> So wait, 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 wait. You were, you were doing a show by yourself and you got distracted yeah. on your, on your, like, like you weren't even paying attention to yourself is what you're saying. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stopped paying attention to myself and I started, uh, I started playing on my phone and then it dawned on me like, oh, it's just me. There's no one else here that's going to. Oh my god. Oh, Jeremy's back. You know what? So listen, if you guys um if you're not a Patreon, join our Patreon and and listen to the Shane's uh Patreon only episode where he uh <laughs> gets distracted on I mean, himself. That's besides, hilarious. Besides of yeah, besides for the little bit where I just got distracted by my by my phone by myself, um 
It was good though. I think oh, I'm good. sure. I didn't listen to it because I would never <laughs> listen to myself, but I heard it was decent. That's so funny. So Jeremy, you're back. We didn't talk about anything yet. We were just about to go into free agency, but before that, uh, Shane was going to tell everybody about Dynasty Nerds. Well, Jeremy likes talking about nerds, but I'll bring it up. Yeah, go go sign up for the Dynasty Nerds. Uh, use promo code TRADESHQ. They will give you 15% off any Dynasty Nerds membership. That's uh, the GM. You get the GM tool. You get the nerd herd. You get the uh, you get the uh, all the good stuff over in the nerds, all the good articles and great articles and extra podcasts and all that stuff. Go, pay, go get their most expensive tier and get 15% <laughs> off. Because one, they're they're an awesome site, uh, awesome dudes, uh, great f- fantasy football knowledge. But also, we we get a money when you do that. So and we like money. So use promo code uh, trades HQ. And just honestly, anything you sign up for ever, just try promo code trades HQ and see what happens. Just see if it works. No matter what type of yeah. website yeah. it is. Like when you, yeah, like when you sign up for life insurance, just, just be like, hey, do you guys take promo code trades HQ? Whatever. Yeah. Or all the streaming TV services and everything. Hey, listen, yeah. plus right now is the perfect time to do Dynasty Nerds. I mean, we're going into, like you said, last week was a combine. We have free agency this week. We're going into the draft. There's so much content they have over there so go join them and with free agency we have so much on this sheet but what do you shane what do you think is the most important impactful uh thing for fantasy and for nfl what do you think is the biggest one oh man um so i'm just running down all these moves it's you know what's funny is before free agency started i said this class sucks uh-huh um <laughs> and largely it, it does but it is fun it has been a fun class you know what i the, the one that interests me the most which one i think is going to be the david montgomery to the what do you call those people to the lions. the lions yeah so that that interests you the most you don't believe it's the most impactful thing, but for you, why does that interest you the most? Yeah, the most impactful thing is going to be Aaron Rodgers if he uh, eventually gets traded. Um, if everyone watched the PMS uh, live show yeah. yesterday, yeah. and uh, I mentioned this on Dynasty Intervention last night, I didn't know that the Pat McAfee show um, went by the acronym of PMS Live. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when I saw PMS Live trending, uh-huh. I was very confused. <laughs> I, you know, look. I didn't know what what I was gonna right hit, hit yeah. when I clicked on it, but I, you know, obviously I clicked on it because it was trending. Right, um, but it was just just the Pat McAfee show because that could have gone really really bad. You know, yeah, PMS Live. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Um, However, you did click on it, but uh, on it. yeah, I mean, we all have our kinks. Um, anywho, so yeah, I was watching. You know, I watched that. I. I me and about a other half million people yeah. I was watching it at work. Um, the one thing that really struck me is that I can't stand listening to Aaron Rodgers talk. Like, oh, I 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes in and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I just, I was like, dude, can you please tell me if you, you're going to keep playing and if you want to play for the jets. So <laughs> yep. when he said he wants to keep playing and he wants to be in New York jet, I was like, awesome. So I just listened to it for a couple minutes after that to make sure he didn't then go, psych, I'm retiring. Um, and then then I turned it off because I couldn't do it anymore. 
that's the kind of guy he is, though. You know, he I'm sure he was uh, stringing everybody along <laughs> to get everybody to listen. I, I did see the one thing where he said, uh, I want to play for the Jets, and now it's up to the Jets and the Packers to figure it out or whatever. Right. You know, and, and it's like I saw those other things about where people said he had a wish list of players he wants uh, if he goes over there. Yeah, and I, I wish I could have listened to the rest of the Pat McAfee show, but I couldn't listen to Aaron Rodgers talk anymore because I wanted to hear if, like, you know, if that was true. Because he did say there's a lot of stuff out there that wasn't true, blah, blah, blah. Like, I would hope that he does not want Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, ghost of I agree. Grant. Aaron Rodgers is a kooky douchebag. <laughs> And there's Jeremy again. Yeah, I uh, I I saw one person post a picture of Eddie Lacy, and they said that he wanted Eddie Lacy on the Jets. Um, oh, you know what? We did leave off that. I did leave awesome. off on the free agency rundown. Alan Lazard signed well, a pretty big deal with uh, the Jets. Right, exactly. And that was that was part of. I think that's what fueled a lot of the people saying uh, that he requested these things before going over there. You know. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if 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 uh, he he requested Lazard there. I mean, Lazard probably it, it doesn't hurt. Look, they they already hired Nathaniel Hackett, right? Yeah, um, his his future past his past and future. Uh, what do you call that? Offensive coordinator. I mean, he's already said he wants to play for the Jets. At this point, it's it's literally just a compensation. So hopefully they figure that out. The thing about it is the Packers. It doesn't matter to them either way when they make the deal. Because they're not going to save any money if they trade yeah. today or tomorrow or June 2nd or whatever, or maybe before June 1st. But um, they could string this out for another month, really. Exactly. I, I, You know what's funny? The way I found out it started happening was because in HQ1, I did a trade with Justin for Sterling Shepard. And uh, when I did the trade, like, I don't know, maybe about... An hour later, you posted in the group, congratulations, Dynasty Hot Sauce. So in my mind, I was thinking, is he like congratulating him for me trading him Sterling Shepard? And then and then I realized you were probably talking to Larry Monkey about yeah. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Not that I traded Justin uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard. Definitely not Sterling Shepard, who is <laughs> look, Sterling Shepard when he's been on the field and able to play has actually been good, but unfortunately he's injured all the time. Yeah. So Giants, Giants, uh Giants brought back Sterling Shepard. They brought back Darius Slayton. Then they went and got Paris Campbell. Um, and we'll talk about the other moves they made, but yeah, they, they definitely are going all in with the injured, uh, wide receiver core there. Yeah. And didn't they also get Darren Waller too? Yeah. They traded a third round pick, the hundredth pick overall, the pick that they acquired for Canarius Tony. And people keep saying that's ironic. I'm not sure why they say that's ironic. So yeah. if someone could explain to me what's ironic about that, that'd be awesome. Cause I've seen a couple people say it now. They go, Oh, it's ironic that they used the pick they got for Tony to get Waller. I don't I don't see the irony there. Yeah, I don't either, but I did see somebody say that. I did see Mike Clay about an hour ago on Twitter said uh that he believes there's too many mouths to feed there in the Giants now. And he, I mean, he of read are, off all the names. I well, mean, they're just dudes. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it's Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins. Um I, I don't know if Richie James is still there, to be honest with you. I don't really think that matters. 
but it's not like dude, they could trade uh, Wandell Robinson. Obviously. Oh yeah. Wandell Robinson was on the list. Yeah. So the only people that you should be concerned about on that offense from a receiving perspective would be Darren Waller and Wandell Robinson. And uh, yeah, I was looking up some stats. I like looking up stats. I, w- I wanted to see uh, the last time that uh, what's that guy's name? Daniel Jones had it. And it obviously it was a different offense, not under Dable. Right. The last time he had a uh, offensive uh uh, wide receiver type uh, tight end. Uh, remember that Evan Ingram? Yeah, remember he was supposed to, even when he was drafted, everybody said he was a wide receiver slash tight end when he was drafted. Yeah, so with uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Evan Ingram in 30 games averaged 9.9 fantasy points per game, um, which, meh, not great. Low end, tight end one. But without him, it's only 10.3. So it's not like Daniel Jones has been like especially bad. You know what I mean? For the one time that he had a tight end and it was a different offense. I was going to say, and I've always thought when people, when people look back at, well, this is what he did with all the other tight ends. There's always that question. Well, yeah, but maybe none of them have ever been as good as Waller. So now that he has one, that's maybe better than everything he ever had. Maybe he will throw it more to him, you know? I don't know. Evan Ingram looked pretty damn good last year in Jacksonville. Well, he did, but didn't Evan... Wait, Evan played for the Giants, but didn't Evan... Did he go somewhere else before Jacksonville, or did he go from the Giants to Jacksonville? Okay, so... Here's the funny thing. So I'm like, oh, he looked pretty damn good. He was the tight end seven. He only scored 10.4 fantasy points. So then then it seems like he he looked good. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like he absolutely crushed, to be honest with you. And looking at Darren Waller... Just looking at Darren Waller whenever it comes up. One thing I was looking at is Darren Waller's target share when uh-huh. he was in um what do you call that place? The Raiders. It wasn't great last year in Oakland. Right. It was only fourteen percent. But prior to that, uh it hadn't gone below twenty three percent. A twenty three percent target share in twenty nineteen. He had a twenty eight percent target share in twenty twenty, and even in twenty twenty one he had a twenty four point twenty four point two percent target share yeah but wasn't he hurt last year though he was was hurt hurt last year so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna exclude last year's but looking at evan ingram uh evan ingram during his time with daniel jones again different offense i understand that um he had a 19.7 target share so i don't know it'll be interesting what what happens there because you know even dable he ran the offense in buffalo it's not like uh What's uh what's his name? Not Schultz. I get them always confused. Jesus. Oh, in Buffalo. Oh, you're talking about Dawson Knox. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dawson right. Knox. I yeah, w- generic uh generic uh generic uh white guy uh tight end. Uh, Dawson Knox. <laughs> I, for so, you know why I got confused for a second? Because I'm looking at the show sheet while you're talking, which I don't usually get distracted, but I'm looking at the show sheet and it says Darren Waller traded to the Jets. So I'm like, what? I know. And that's why I got confused. And right when I read it, that's when you asked me the question you just asked me. So that's why I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, Dawson Knox. That's why I didn't hear what you said about him. Dawson Knox. um, Dawson Knox didn't see a lot of targets when he was in Buffalo when Brian Dable was running the offense. Well, he didn't see a lot last year either. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Waller's – look, Waller's better than Dawson Knox, obviously. Yeah. He's – he's. I don't – I think even with the injuries, he's better than Evan Ingram. And he's automatically the best pass catcher on that roster. Um, I haven't seen enough of Wondell Robinson to really make a determination 
I don't think he's good, but you know, I'm not ready to outright say that. But I think uh, it might be a spot where Waller's going to – he could see type of numbers that he did a couple years ago in uh, – what do you call that place? Las Vegas. So would you go after him at all anywhere? No, because it's too late. You should have already bought him. I'm picking up what you're throwing down, Shane. Yeah. Hey, hey, Max Hedger. Hey, welcome here. back. Thanks for joining <laughs> the show tonight. There's like I, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> There's multiple screens. There's Max Headroom and there's the dude. And then I, you never know what channel's gonna work. So here we go. Max Headroom's working now. So all right. Well, you what we're gonna use. You sound good, Jeremy. So while you're here, let me ask you the same question I asked Shane though before we lose you again. Uh, out of all the free agency uh, moves that were done over the last 48 hours, which one do you like the best? I mean, we already talked about Aaron Rodgers, and we were just talking about Waller. Yeah. And I heard you guys the whole time, and I agree about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on, that could be huge. Um, they, they, they've had no quarterback for a very long time. Um, and also, uh, you know, Montgomery, I think, is, a, is, a, is still a good running back. Um, free, like they say, um, DeAndre Swift, but I guess not. Um, I don't think that guy's ever going to be a running back one. Um, but honestly, any of the offensive players that weren't, um, you know, that didn't have a, a huge role before, you, you'd you everyone's expecting to have a bigger role and, and that's probably not going to be the case but with a quarterback for the Jets I think with all the weapons that they have on offense you have to be excited and like really Dar- Darren Waller is probably the best the best thing that's ever happened to that team I mean for a while um at that position like they've just been wholly unlucky at the tight end position um there's still a, a couple of exciting ones that I think um I I can't wait to see where they go and that's because um, they're talented, and 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 Kareem Hunt is one of those players. You know, he's with the Browns for a while, right? Um, he's yeah. definitely going to get signed by someone. They're like, oh, he'd fit great at, uh, on Buffalo. Okay, well, you know, they have they have some running backs, except they they're probably not going to have uh, their their best running back or their most steady running back from the past couple years. And we still don't know about the little brother of uh, Dalvin Cook. He's you know, going to be like, you know, he's definitely good, but is he a, you know, an NFL guy that you can count on? So Kareem Hunt in Buffalo would probably be pretty awesome. And there's other places too. Uh, Cincinnati lost their running back, right? Joe Mixon. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I never was a big fan of his. So well, I was they, haven't, they, they haven't cut him yet. No, but I, th- I think th- I, I think that they that they will, and I think that the the writing's on the wall for him. What I hope is that the Bengals' offense it's really really good. They can plug in any tight end and still keep cooking. Um, I think what they need though is, is a is a, a running back um in the passing game that can give them. And I know Mixon gave them he was fine there, but I would be exciting excited to see if they brought in like say Kareem Hunt. Honestly, even though he's over the hill. Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott in that offense would probably be pretty good, but I don't know that anyone's going to pay him what he wants. Yeah, I think um, Mel- I'm pretty sure but Zeke I, is I, deceased. He's <laughs> I, I don't know if he's completely washed, but I would like to see a guy like Kareem Hunt for the Bengals. And I don't want him playing against my Browns, but I think that would fit great. But I mean, it is this is an exciting time of the year. Like what we have the Ides of March, you have all, you know, March Madness. And I saw DLF put out the Madness of March with, um, you know, this time of year with free agency, it's been a crazy off season. I know Shane, no one has their finger on the pulse greater than you. Um, <laughs> I, I want to know who you're trading based on just the moves that were made in the NFL, who you're targeting to acquire right now. Like what players are you like, Oh, I'm definitely going to turn on the heat 
in trading for this player. So this is this is going to be sickening, but um, going <laughs> back to surprised. the well, going back to the David Montgomery signing with the the Lions, right? That makes me even more interested in DeAndre Swift. Yeah, um, I love yeah, that player. Looking at some some of his stats, right? Look, DeAndre Swift only had twelve point one opportunities last year. Seven point rush, seven point one rushing attempts at five targets a game. Not a lot, right? Twelve opportunities a game. Still averaged thirteen point seven fantasy points per game. Um, so points per opportunity, he, he scored one point one three. Um, fantasy points per opportunity, ranked third among running backs. That's amazing. Um, that's efficient. You know what I mean? That's madly efficient. And look, I know you should fade efficiency, blah, 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 blah. But if he even sees a little bit of an increase in touches, um, his efficiency could drop a little bit and it'd still be um, a a pretty good, pretty good uh, RB two for you. I think he was like RB 14 last year. If I remember, I have liked Montgomery, but Montgomery is a volume back. Like without volume, He's not going to produce. Yeah, he doesn't um, have the DeAndre Swift encouraging metrics that you just gave us. He's yeah. got like he gets the ball, he he totes the rock a lot, and any running back that does that <clears throat> potentially valuable. I get what you're saying. For now, for for Swift, is that somebody that you think you can get a a value play on now or not? Because I, for t- top fourteen is not somebody that necessarily is going to be cheap to acquire. And I don't be know cheap. because I haven't looked at all. Yeah, but he yeah, should be cheap because of the David Montgomery trade. He can probably that, get that's Swift what I'm thinking. If you think so, yeah, and I'm thinking people like they're going to put the finally look. There's a couple things going on. We're going to realize we now realize DeAndre Swift is never going to be a twenty touch guy, right? That's fine. A volume but, guy, yeah. yeah. He's not going to be a volume guy. Not everybody is built for that. Um, some guys are, some guys aren't. But if he can continue to be efficient and if he can actually stay a little healthier, uh, then he's someone that I'm properly interested in buying. I'm looking at just on the DLF trade finder. Um, someone traded the 112 for him. I, when? I would trade the 112, uh, 315. Today? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. So yeah. at three fifteen, so that was after. Oh well, free yeah. agency didn't start till four o'clock. But you already but, knew that. Well, yeah, Montgomery, we already knew yeah, Montgomery yeah. was there. Okay. Brandon Ayuk for DeAndre Swift. I would do that. Yeah, I'm looking for a couple more. Those are the only ones from after that. And those are good examples, like though. Yeah, yeah but those are good so you're saying that you would give a late first round pick right now for DeAndre Swift? Yeah. Did you send that out to anybody in any leagues? No, nah, nah, this has just been formulating over the last 24 hours. Right. Um, so I'll start looking around that's, and see what I have. Yeah, that's ballsy, and I'm glad you said that. That's what I was going to um, basically boil this down to is like what you would give up in uh, draft capital for him. And I, you know, I, if I had the 201 or you know early second round pick, I would I'd be happy to get him. Um, I, I don't know about, I mean, maybe the 112, right? But I, I start to think. I could probably get somebody with a lot with well, you know you know you're getting upside you're getting a rookie but you know depending on how the first round shakes out I think I'd be favorable getting somebody in the draft rather than DeAndre Swift but no that's ballsy man and you and that that's probably a good play it's Jeremy about the, the one play. well I was just gonna say the one twelve I mean you're probably looking at someone like Devin A Chain or Marvin Mims. Um, yeah, yeah, right yeah now, obviously that can change. <laughs> I want DeAndre Swift over those two guys yeah. for sure. And I like those guys, but I, yeah. I'd rather have Swift for sure. So I think you're on to something there. Yeah, but Mike. What, what I was going to ask you, Jeremy, when you were talking about Kareem Hunt leaving uh, the Browns, I mean, that's your team. So who's well, there if it's they, Nick Chubb yeah. alone? No, no. I mean, they, they have um, 
Oh my God. You asked me so fast. Um, they have <laughs> Ford, you know, the draft pick from last year, which, you know, is, is really the, is probably the, the number one backup for Chubb if Chubb were to get hurt. Um, and he, and you know, he's still pretty raw last year, but he's got upside. He, he, he was, um, I mean, I had him highly rated coming out of the draft. I know Shane did too, cause we almost drafted him over the Tampa Bay guy, but I, I, I convinced him that we should get the Tampa Bay running back uh, before Ford, but so that so they have him, and then they have a guy that they they signed for you know some good money. That's really kind of a what I would call a journeyman running back that doesn't really make much of a difference, and he's so unimportant to me that I forgot his name. And I'm serious, uh-huh. like I could care less if it's him or someone else that's on the Browns. So really, outside of Nick Chubb, nobody important except you know Jerome Ford could become you know a decent um, sort of fill in, you know. Uh, third third down back or whatever he's talented but nobody even close to being Kareem Hunt right he was like it was like 1A and 1B it well, was like it was like Mack and Biner from the 80s like all over again I'm disappointed that we won't have that anymore but that's why I was asking you because between you and I with a lot of our leagues either I have Chubb or you have Chubb like the two of us always were grabbing him yeah so I was saying if yeah, you're, if we you're were more ex- something man if you're more excited about him yeah. now now that Kareem Hunt is not there I, I am I am for fantasy football because w- with the status quo now, I mean, with the status quo the Browns have with their running backs now, he should be you know better, no worse than he's been. Right? He's not going to be sh- he's not going to be sharing with Kareem Hunt at this point. They don't have anyone else, and Ford's not really going to take the take the rock away. Um, the the offense is switching a little bit, like more toward like a sixty forty. Like they're going to pass the ball more with Deshaun Watson, do more. Um, four, maybe even more wide sets, um, shift away a little bit from the two running back and two tight end sets and let Deshaun Watson work some magic. So it won't be as heavy of a running game, but I don't think that hurts Chubb if he's like the, the 1A, right, the, the guy. So, right. Um, he, but he doesn't have to compete with. So I'm, I'm excited for Chubb. I, you know, he's my favorite back, and I hope he's going to get that volume down, down the road. So as a, as a fan of, um, of him and a fantasy owner, I – dynasty owner i'm glad that this is going on but as a browns fan of course i don't want i i've you guys know i've been a kareem hunt fan since before he was drafted into the nfl some unfortunate things led to him coming to the browns but he's gonna he's gonna rejuvenate himself he's got a lot of legs left he's wherever he goes he's gonna be a a good and that that's a guy i'm buying right kareem yeah. hunt that's what i'm even before he goes someplace because i think he's gonna have he's certainly gonna have opportunity no worse than he had on the browns which was what was it, Shane? Was he a high-end running back three? He was a running back two the whole time. With, right? with Chubb at the same time? Kareem Hunt, yeah, with Chubb. He was like a running back two regardless of the competition or, you know, for tar- um, for carries with Chubb. Shane's scrambling to look it up. Um, um, you know he's got it in like two minutes he'll have it. Who am I looking up? Chubb or Hunt? Hunt. Hunt. He was saying that he was an RB2 even yeah. with Chubb there is what he was saying. Yeah, but he, he definitely – he, he underperformed in the t- times that, like, when Chubb was out, like, we thought we were going to get a running back one, and he just right. didn't give that to us. Um, I mean, the Browns weren't giving much to us. <laughs> I think we can blame them for part yeah, of Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was part of it. We expected him to come in and kind of just take over. I mean, oh, my goodness, he was only seven and a half points last year. That's really? Not, oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, when when you talk about Jeremy's team, I really thought at the beginning of the show, Shane, when I asked you what intrigued you the most, you usually pick up on your team when you say stuff. And uh, and uh, on this sheet with all the free agency, 
The Eagles did a few things when it came to running backs. They signed one, they re-signed one, and they let and one they go. One. <laughs> yeah, so well, you want to talk about that? <laughs> that that's what I was going to say. You got you got like a three-headed running back situation with all news with that. Team. But it's, I mean, it's really not different. It's not different than what they wanted to do last year, right? Like Miles Sanders wasn't the receiving back. They didn't really throw him the ball much. Boston Scott's, I don't want to say he's a change of pace back, but that's kind of what he is. Like he'd come in for a series or two every game. And then Kenneth Gainwell would be like the third down receiving back who also sometimes um, would get goal line work randomly. Um, I like Rashad Penny. It's just the dude's never been healthy. So I don't expect them to stay healthy with the Eagles. Like the dude's missed half his career games. When he plays, he's probably going to be a fine option. Um, you could probably start him. Uh, although, you know, last year he was kind of, uh, not good. I know he got injured, but I was looking at his game logs even before that, before he was injured. And, uh, he really wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah. Write home about in 2021. I mean, he had that monster stretch where he dropped 19, 32 and 25 points, um, uh, at the end of the season. Uh, I think he might even had a longer stretch than that where he was like carrying people to titles. But I mean, people seem to think that like, I I don't know. Yeah, there you go. From week 14 to week 18, (laughs) he scored something ridiculous, like 26 points, then a bad week, six points, 19 points, 32 points, 25 points. And people were like, oh, this is the Rashad Penny we always dreamed of. And then he was hurting (laughs) last year. I'm not not after Rashad Penny at all. One thing that that cracks me up, though, is um, (laughs) Miles Sanders. Because I'm wondering, you know, was he better then or is he better now? And we have him in the DFB still, right, Shane? Um, Do we we think he's going to do better now this season than he had done before with the Eagles? Uh, What are your thoughts? Not unless they're going to throw him the ball there. And I mean, yeah, I mean, period. And they signed up for yeah, four. Yeah. They signed up for a four-year, twenty-five million dollar yeah, contract. A big deal, is what it says. Yeah, yeah he got yeah. a big contract, and I don't know. I haven't looked at all the running back contracts, but I'm pretty sure this is, if not the highest, it's one of the highest it, running back contracts huge. in the market right now. It, it's it is it's huge. Um, and and so hopefully they are passing the ball. That's his, you know, forte, right? That's that's how he helps you. Well, I mean, not since his rookie season, really, but I'm hoping maybe with a new offense, maybe they'll they'll decide that, you know what, maybe, maybe we want to try to use him as a, a receiving back again. I think he had 50 receptions as a rookie. Um, boo, 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 boo. Let me see real quick. Yeah, he had 50 receptions as a rookie, 509 yards. So, like, we we're like, oh, this guy's going to be a stud. But since then, uh, he's just had less receptions every single year. Um, and less targets, obviously. I feel like the better offenses um, throw the ball to running. I know you need a back that can catch the ball, but I feel like the better, it seems like the better offenses are able to utilize their running backs in space in the passing game. And I don't know if that's what makes them better or because they're better, they're able to do that more. But, you know, think of Kansas City, Buffalo, um, good passing offenses, Cincinnati. They're able to incorporate the pass catching back even if he's just kind of okay i don't know i mean it doesn't always have to be a great running back but i love when the running back is the is is one of the primary focuses for fantasy football and just watching the game of football i i think it keeps the you know it keeps the momentum the continuity going but so anyway long story short i hope sanders does that in the few places that i own him and like with you guys with the dfb 
it would be amazing if they went back to like <laughs> he gets 45 50 catches and here's the thing about sanders right is you you can't sell him anyway like you know what I mean? you, last year even during the no best season of his right? career no, yeah. no one wanted to give you more than a second for him so at this point you're like all right well unless i'm trading him for a second i might as well just hold on to him and that's that's where i'm at when i'm in the leagues that i have it's like all right well i'll just hold on to him like I don't expect him to be as good as he was in Philly last year. Like that was an outlier with the number of touchdowns. But yeah, if Carolina can integrate him into the passing attack, and let's be honest, what's their passing attack right now? Lavisca Chenault, Terrace Marshall. Uh, yeah, we don't know who their starting quarterback's going to be. I mean, I think I do, and we can talk about that soon and on, on another show. I'm I've been certain who that's going to be, uh, and 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 but still, it's you know they're bringing in a rookie and it's exciting but it's all on paper right now it's like it's um it gives you pause for hope but what what's this next they're, year really going to be they're, yeah their receiving course sucks <laughs> like their best receivers are going to be Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst yeah, exactly uh, Miles Sanders and, yeah. and and you know what's interesting Shane you said something about his contract and Jeremy you said something about you enjoy watching running backs that catch the ball I heard today on the radio, they were discussing that they're, they were afraid that maybe the running back position is going to start to fade even more, that college kids that are looking to the future going, hey, I want to have a longer life in the NFL and hey, I want to make more. Too. They don't yeah. want to play running back. Well, that's the thing. And the, yeah. Cause the, the wide receivers are getting more money. The wide receivers are playing longer. The running backs have very short lives. They're, they're committees on teams. They have small contracts. So the, the, the guys on the radio were saying that they were concerned that you'll start seeing less and less kids wanting to play that position. Exactly. Um, that, I, and I think we have, and that's fine. Let's go five wide. I love it. Let's do it. Five wide wide receivers. Let's do it now. Yeah, I mean, look, if if I was if I my kids had uh, played if my kids played sports, well, they my one does. He plays basketball and karate and teach stunt soccer. But whatever, if he was playing football, I definitely would not be like, yeah, be a running back. Well, <laughs> I know, and that's Get and your that's brains bashing on every. But play that's him. what they're saying. So they're saying like, if you're going to start having less and less kids even want to play the position, the quality <laughs> could end up being so bad that it just disappears. Or uh, those ones that do do it, they'll be amazing because they're the only guys doing it, you know? Do do. Um, just real quick, so I went on Spotrack. <laughs> you I heard that too. Do do. I went on Spotrack just to look it up. Yeah, Sanders by far has the biggest running back contract of uh, so far. The That's ridiculous. Four years, That's $25 million. The AAV is six point two five million a year. Montgomery is with six millions right on there. But see, that's perfect then. So you're saying that's the biggest. And then look at like earlier we spoke about Alan Lazard. He got forty four million. So yeah, it's like the wide receivers. That, that's almost a joke. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, you have to be an excellent running back, or at least have an excellent contract season to get paid. And then to be a wide receiver to make forty four million dollars, you just have to be Alan Lazard. But you know what? <laughs> so, but that's the point. So if if, if you're in college, I'll be a wide receiver and give me double the money, you know? Hi, guys. I'm I mean, here's the thing. I make a lot but, of money. Yeah, and Alan Lazard has, uh, what was his career high in receiving yards last year with 788. Very Yeah, mediocre. I don't care if he's the best fit ever on your team. That's too much money for Alan Lazard. But the thing is, well, you got to spend it, whatever. The cap keeps going up. But here's the thing. Not everyone can be a wide receiver. Well, of if course, your kid not. is five foot ten. Yeah, and and, and has a two hundred and fifteen pound frame. Like he can't be a linebacker anymore. 
that's too small. So, you know what I mean? Like, is he going to be a wide receiver? I mean, maybe if he drops 10 pounds and is a slot receiver, but he can't be an X or a Y with that at 5'10", 215. Like, some people are just built to be running backs. That's how God made them. Yeah, that's true. It's funny funny when you see the huddle, and you can always pick out the running back in the huddle, you know? (laughs) His head is always below everybody's shoulders and everything Mm -hmm. like that, so. There will always be a running back, but yeah, I think the game has shifted. It's shifted for a while with kids not necessarily wanting to play that position. But then you get the kids that are really freaking good at it. Kareem Hunt, who played running back since he was in peewee football. Zeke Elliott, who maybe played a lot of positions but was record-setting awesome at Ohio State. Apparently he's washed. He spends too much time washing his hair. I don't know what's up with the guy. But, like, there are backs, like, you know, that they want to play running back. They're hungry to do it. And 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 I, I don't think the position will die out, but it's definitely changing. And, and I don't know if five-wide NFL football is going to be cool, like watching, you know, some small Western um, college type of offense in the NFL. I mean, I guess it's going to be fun for dynasty football, right? Like if you can, if you can have the third best wide receiver on the chiefs and he's still like really valuable. There's always going to be a running back because there's always going to be a team that needs to build set differently than other teams. They're going to go, all these teams are built to, to, to all these receivers. Yeah. They're built to stop wide receivers. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to go heavy with a fullback and a running back and run an eye formation on people. Yeah. Well, see, there's 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 some other stories that we could still tell, and you know we'll have to hold some of them for next week. Do you care about uh, the Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Paris Campbell, Deonta Foreman to the Bears, uh, like, the rest no. of these guys? Do you no. care about any of these? I like. I mean, De- Deontay no. Foreman to the Bears, I think, is funny because if you didn't trade Khalil Herbert immediately after David Montgomery signed somewhere, you, you should have. And uh, I don't like you. <laughs> Let me ask nice. you this. Is this a joke or down at the bottom it says that the Giants re-signed Darius Slayton? Yeah, yeah, he had a renaissance last year. He had a couple games when he was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, after, like, yeah, though that's what I was saying earlier. The Giants, they re-signed Darius Slayton. They re-signed Sterling Shepard, and then they added Paris Campbell. So, like, two of the wide receivers, <laughs> one they brought back and one they brought in, are, like, two of the most injury-prone people that have yeah, ever Yeah, I just it, – it makes little sense to me. I mean, you need to look at – you need to look at last year's good rookie um, – and, and bring some talent. And I, I don't understand why it's almost like those two are sunk cost kind of players, both Slayton. And yeah, I, it, that's a head scratcher because their offense was going in the right direction until the, you, you start talking about those two wide receivers. That's not going in the right direction. Funny about Jacoby and Juju is they got basically the same exact contract last year. Jacoby was the wide receiver 29. Juju was the wide receiver 36. Although Juju did so on 5% less targets than Jacoby Myers. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think Juju is trash or anything. I just don't think you pay for that guy. And Jacoby, my Jacoby actually has some upside. I mean, he's still young. I mean, it, Ish. He still has some upside. Well, Juju's young. Juju's young too. What am I saying? Juju's forever young. Like the song. Um, I can't believe Jacoby Myers had 126 targets in 2021. That's insane. He's really good. (laughs) 95 targets last year. I think he's probably closer to that range with, you know, having to play with Devontae Adams, who's going to have 100 and whatever ridiculous number of targets. I'm still met on both of those guys. Like Myers, if you want, if he's on my team and you want him, I will definitely trade him to you. I, I feel nothing toward him. I think, 
I think nothing about that, but it's still better than Juju. And, and you know what's funny? I think when I was saying as Darius Slayton, I think I was, I was thinking about Steve Slayton. Um, so do we do we have uh, some trades that you want to go over? Or do you want to move the trades over to the the Patreon show? show. Move oh, well, you know what? Move we did. Them. We brought up Let's the one, one trade. Let's see. Let one. me see if I want to talk about it at all. Uh, do, do, do. No, fuck that, that, these free people. We're gonna go. We're gonna move on these over. <laughs> we made it all the way to the end without any fucks, and then you said it right there. So, all right. Well, if we're gonna wrap it up, tell everybody about people our Patreon account. Can I tell you, fucks, you know, fucks just <laughs> basically come out of nowhere when you least. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, we made it through the whole show, and then now we got them going. Hey, become yeah. a patron. Um, awesome group me chat. Uh, bonus po- podcast, uncensored version of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> written content every week. Bunch of stuff every week. Just come on, come in and join. Awesome. And check us out on all our social media platforms at Dynasty Trades HQ and uh, Jeremy. Hopefully, we'll have his situation handled by the next hey, show. Hey, listen to this. Look at us, huh? Who would have thought? Look, listen to this. It sounds really good. <laughs> I'm going to do a screen capture so we can have a picture, and people are going to be like, oh, Shane and Mike and Max Headroom. Uh, but uh, so thanks for listening, and check us <laughs> Come join our Patreon so you can hear our Patreon show. And we love you, and we'll talk to you guys next week. So say goodbye, Take everybody. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. <laughs>